Today is Thursday, August 18th, 2022. This is the Lincoln KY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding. On today's episode, after legal challenge, State Board of Elections certifies winner of local state Senate primary. Boone Fiscal Court approves new oversight on library boards. Monkeypox vaccinations available through NKY Health Department. And want to swim in the Ohio River? Here's your chance. The Link Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus non-stop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cbgairport.com slash cbg75. After legal challenge, State Board of Elections certifies winner of local state Senate primary, reported on by Mark Payne. The Kentucky State Board of Elections officially certified the results of the 24th Senate District Republican primary, along with other campaigns in the state that were contested in courts after the fact. The 24th District is comprised of Campbell, Pendleton, Bracken, and a small portion of Kenton counties. Shelley Funk-Frohmeyer, the winning candidate in that three-way primary, has been certified as the winner of the race after one of her opponents held the race up in court this summer with a recount petition. The Kentucky State Board of Elections voted to certify Frohmeyer the winner on Tuesday, as well as the other five candidates that won the May primary but were not certified because of recount petitions. Jessica Neal finished second in the three-way race, which Frohmeyer narrowly won. Farmar will face Democrat and Highland Heights City Council member Renee Heinrich in November. Neal, a member of the Campbell County Republican Party's Election Integrity Committee, has pushed conspiracy theories about elections in Kentucky and their potential for fraud. Neal took to the courts to seek a recount following her narrow loss, where she was asked to pay more than $57,000 for the full recount. The recount started on August 10th and concluded on August 11th. While the outcome of the vote tally didn't change, Neal filed a motion last week that said the machines weren't properly sealed. Neal didn't respond to questions for comment. Neal has a hearing to hear that motion at 11 a.m. on Friday. Campbell County Clerk Jim Lurison said everything was done by the book. The seals she's talking about are on a part of the machine that has no access to the ballots and is not required, Lurison said. The conspiracy theorists continued to move the goalposts, offering total silence after the recount disproved their allegation that the voting machines change people's votes, and now presenting a new wild theory that will further waste precious time and resources of the courts and the county clerk, said Michelle Lindstrom, the director of communications for Secretary of State Michael Adams, whose office oversees state elections. Boone Fiscal Court approves new oversight on library boards, reported on by Caitlin Gebby. The Boone County Fiscal Court and the Judge Executive will now have a hand at who serves on the Library Board of Trustees. Due to Senate Bill 167, fiscal courts now have the option to take on an alternative selection process for library board members. Before the new law, board members were selected through an application process, and two candidates were submitted for consideration to the State Department of Library and Archives. The selections were then sent to the county judge executive and the fiscal court, who were required to ratify the nominee. The new process allows the judge executive to reject the nominees and request two other candidates. If the judge executive rejects the nominations again, they will have the power to appoint candidates for the board, which the fiscal court will vote on. 
board members may serve a maximum of two consecutive four-year terms, and they must take a one-year hiatus before being eligible for an open seat again. County Administrator Jeff Earlywine said adopting the new process is optional for fiscal courts, but Judge Executive Gary Moore expressed interest in bringing it to Boone County. This new selection process comes as Kenton County Library Board of Trustees voted to keep an LGBTQ book display up in June against the wishes of some community members and Savannah Maddox, who is vying for Kentucky governor. Another group came to a Boone County Schools Board of Education meeting in July to express their concern that book bans were coming for their district, though no such vote was on the table. While the fiscal court and library director align on philosophies now, Moore and library director Carrie Herman acknowledged they won't always be in charge. Herman said this move will provide a safeguard against someone who may want to serve on the board in order to push bans on books. Commissioner Jesse Brewer said he supported the resolution so the fiscal court may have some oversight on the library board who has the authority to levy property taxes for funding purposes. The resolution passed unanimously and will go into effect January 2023. Monkeypox vaccinations available through NKY Health Department, reported on by Michael Monks. The Northern Kentucky Health Department, NKY Health, is administering monkeypox vaccinations to eligible individuals by appointment at its four health centers located in Boone, Campbell, Grant, and Kenton counties. The supply of vaccine remains limited at this time, NKY Health said, but should increase in the weeks ahead. To date, NKY Health has given over 400 monkeypox vaccinations to individuals considered to be at greater risk for contracting the virus, an announcement said. The primary risk group is men who have sex with men, which currently makes up approximately 98% of known cases, the health department said. Those interested in getting vaccinated should call 859-363-2040 Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Vaccinations are by appointment only and openings are available now. Because vaccine supply is limited at this time, appointments are scheduled based on a screening for risk factors, NKY Health said. Additional information on monkeypox can be found at nkyhealth.org monkeypox and by calling the Kentucky Monkeypox Hotline at 844-520-6670. The health department said to contact your medical provider if you have concerns or questions about monkeypox specific to your health and situation. Want to swim in the Ohio River? Here's your chance, reported on by Link NKY staff. The only open water swim across the Ohio River returns later this month. The Bill Keating Jr. Great Ohio River Swim is scheduled for August 28th as a fundraiser for Deventure Crew, a local nonprofit connecting city teenagers to nature and each other. Participants take the plunge at the public landing in downtown Cincinnati and then swim to the Kentucky side of the river and back, a distance of approximately one half mile, while the river is closed to motorized traffic. The swim is named for Bill Keating Jr., one of the first swimmers to sign up for the inaugural event in 2007. That first year, he won the men's swim but lost the overall title to his daughter, Caroline Keating, now the event chair. He continued to be a huge supporter of the event until he died of brain cancer in 2017. On the day of the event, on-site registration opens at 7 a.m. with mandatory open water safety instructions at 8 a.m. and an 8.15 a.m. start. Double dippers must be present by 6.15 a.m. to complete their two-and-a-half-mile swim before joining the 900-meter course. If river conditions are uncooperative, the event will be rescheduled for Sunday, September 11th. 
Wise said she's excited to see some 200 swimmers get back on the Ohio River in support of Adventure Cruise Swim Program. And those are the headlines we are following for Thursday, August 18th, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Please subscribe, share, leave us a review, and let us know how we're doing. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit LinkNKY.com. <laughs>